Boom goes the dynamite. Welcome to a free-for-all Friday here on the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. Sitting across from me this morning is my good friend and yours, favorite Fondren, well, Bellhaven. Bellhaven, get it right. Bellhaven uh, elitist, Sean Yurkron. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for getting up and coming out early. I do appreciate it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's not that cold this morning. It was nice. No, it's comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I got out at the gas station a minute ago. I'm kind of walking in. You know, there's no, there's nothing blocking the wind right there. Mm-mm. So I got a little breeze, but I can live with that. If I had to be out in that all day, I wouldn't die. Yeah, that's not bad today. It's supposed to get cold tonight, though. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's supposed to get down to like 15, I think. Man, we're going down to the coast tomorrow, and it's supposed to be freezing down there. Really? Yeah. Like, and then that wind. Why wind? Be, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The wind gonna be blowing off the water. Should be fun. Oh. At least we'll be inside, except for the time from the car to inside. My first Mardi Gras ball. Oh, that's it. Did you get a tux? I did. I got to go pick it up when I leave here. I got fitted the other day. It's kind of with the tails. Oh, oh really? That. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. Like I said, I've, I've never been to a Mardi Gras ball before. None, not, not up here. Cause yeah. Some of the country clubs, they do them. Right. Big parties. I think the Bacchus Bowl and... That's all I actually saw that this morning. Anyway, we're going to go down there, have fun for a night. There's going to be a, a one-dayer. Get up tomorrow morning, haul, haul butt down there, and come back Sunday, slow motion. So that's on the it's on Biloxi? Okay. All right. So they, yeah, they do. You know, it's interesting because, like, in on the coast, they'll celebrate Mardi Gras in, in place of President's Day. I remember when I was used to go down there for court. Like, really? they would have court on President. Uh, they, you would have to go to court on President's Day, but – they would sub that out for Mardi Gras. That's the way they do things on the coast. I like it. Yeah, and then we had some coast lawyer friends that would call me up and be like, we'd have court on you know, on Mardi Gras or whatever in Jackson. They'd be like, oh, I mean, you guys don't take off from Mardi Gras? I'm like, no, that's not that's not like a statewide thing. That's just y'all. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's cool about the coast, man. I've, I've made the argument, and I won't dive into it far here, but Mississippi is like, at minimum, like three different states yeah. rolled into one. And the coast is just its own world down there it's 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 a lot of transient people not from there and then you got a lot of that kind of southern coon ass heritage down there and mm-hmm. and i and i hope i'm not saying that as a uh as a besmirchment a besmirchment. i'm not saying coon ass in a bad way <laughs> you know they've got some interesting history down there too i was a uh, on um jackson jambalaya they had an article he kingfish put an article up last week about the uh, Sherry murders, which is about Judge Vincent Sherry and his wife who was running for mayor, and this guy named Pete Halat, who was his law partner, and it was all about the Dixie Mafia murdering Judge Sherry because the law partner had accused him of stealing money from this like LGBT dating scam. Were you but, not familiar with all that prior to that? I'd kind of heard of that, you know, just being a lawyer and Luke community, but I didn't know a yeah. lot, so I bought the book. And I started reading, I read like half of it during the, we were, you know, locked, I guess basically locked in on Tuesday, whatever it was. And, and it's really fascinating. It's back, called Mississippi Mud. Back when, back when um, Discovery and those kind of channels, mm-hmm. I don't remember which one of those, it was a history, Discovery. They used to actually do crime. FBI True. Files it was on. That's what Was I that what it was, yeah. FBI Files? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on one of those shows. Of course, it was, I just remember it when it happened, sort of. Because yeah. I had some family down there. And it was 1987. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. It was, according to the book, it was huge. It was all over New York Times, Washington Post. Like, you know, the media at the time had all descended onto Biloxi about, I guess because, you know, a judge gets murdered. It was Dixie Mafia. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of moving parts there. And the, that's the from the FBI files thing, mm-hmm. I think is where I saw it. And yeah, that's the one where they reenacted it. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch it after I get done with the book. Yeah, they, they reenacted it anyway. It was the gay, the gay grinder type. Yeah, for the uh, '80s back page ads type stuff. Exactly. It was like a it was like a gay uh, magazine or newspaper where people would you know I guess to date or whatever they would do back then in, in the '80s when you have to you respond to a classified ad. And Kirksey Nix, who was the head of the Dixie Mafia, was running that from his from Angola. Yeah, and he was using this lawyer in Biloxi, Pete Halat, who became the mayor of Biloxi later. As like his conduit for it, yeah. and then Halat was stealing from the from the gay scam, and then he blamed it on the Judge Sherry, who had nothing to do with it, you know. And then he got killed. Him and his wife got killed. Whatever happened to the lawyer? He was he he actually after that he became mayor of Biloxi until 1993, and then he was later convicted in with conspiracy to murder in federal court, and he was he he served about 15 years. On he that, still, yeah, yeah. In 1996, he was convicted. So. I mean, really fascinating story. You know, the coast has always there's always been those elements of corruption and and the mafia, and especially before the casinos. You know, that's now there was this area called the Strip. Apparently, I didn't know anything about this until I read the book. There was just all casinos down there before casinos were. I guess it was legal or whatever. Yeah. And so, and the Dixie Mafia. I think just it's kind of, Pass Road, isn't it? Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it's right. It's not actually 90. It's, it's, it was on Pass Road. That's correct. I think that's what it said. Yeah. yeah. And that's where they had all. They had a ton of casinos just out in the open. I don't know what the laws were at the time for that. or The laws were pay, pay people to stay away. Well, that's what they said. They paid off everybody, like the cops, yeah. the, the mayor, the you know, all, everybody was getting paid off to let this thing keep on going. So, I mean, it was just, you know, just straight up institutionalized corruption down there forever. Yeah, dude. I, look, I love all that Dixie Mafia stuff. And all that. Uh, Fred texts in on the Guns and Gear text line, says uh, the acting on the FBI files is absolutely superb in that episode. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and uh, allegedly, Hale, I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced, Hale. Yeah, Hale, Hale. Uh, yeah, like that. Still holds considerable power down in Biloxi. Really? Because he's got to be pretty old by now. He was in his 40s in the 80s. So well, I mean, he's in his 70s, almost 80 th- by now. Think about this. Say there's an old guy. Sitting on the bar, sitting on a bar stool. Yeah, at Martin's downtown. And, <laughs> That's not a stretch, but yeah, yeah. Like, and let's just say that that guy. This is a I'm just using this as an analogy here. Let's just say that guy you knew was a Halle type character, a guy that was involved in getting a judge killed. Yeah, and here he is back sitting on a bar stool. You know, like no matter how old that guy is. Yeah, in the back true. of your mind. You're going to respect that guy because, you know, he said, well, the last guy that after round found out. You know, that's a really good point because there's some people in the metro area like that that I'm thinking of. We're not going to name them. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, if I saw that guy sitting around, I'd be like, eh. oh, yeah. yeah. Even in my mid-40s, there's some guys that are 20, 25 years older than me mm-hmm. that I'd heard stories about or 10 years older than me that I'd heard stories about that are, you know, they ain't the prime. Right. But you just know that you know. Yeah. Some things that they've done, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, what? I know they got that they got that mechanism in their brain to take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that they've done it. No, that's a good point. I mean, and think about like so, like if Halat's still alive, I mean, this is a guy that like blamed his law partner, who was a circuit judge, became a circuit judge, on stealing money from a gay scam, and then or helped organize his murder. I mean, if you're willing to do that, you know, you you just, you've crossed the Rubicon. And the fact that we're running a gay scam in South Mississippi Mm -hmm. in the 80s. Yeah. When it wasn't very 
it wasn't very open. It wasn't LGBTQ friendly. But that was probably the best time to run it because nobody really cared, right? Yeah. It was kind of like and you got the military base down there too, so you got people from all over. And it wasn't necessarily, I guess, was it a coast specific? That the no, point? they ran it, it nationwide. nationwide right? Yeah, they ran yeah. it nationwide. And I mean, at that time there wasn't, you know, I imagine if you were gay and you got caught up in the scam. It was kind of hard to complain about it because it wasn't like now if you did, it would be like everywhere, you know, immediately. But they then, took my money. Oh, man. It would be, I mean, just be everywhere. So, but then, I mean, you, the, a lot of people probably didn't want to admit they were gay and it was, you know, those kinds of things. So they, it, that's how they probably were able to run it for so long. You know, that little gay imitation thing I did there. You know, like normal gays that don't talk like that have yeah. to absolutely hate that that is like the, when you imitate somebody being gay, that is straight to the, the lisp and the, the high pitch. I, I imagine, yeah, you because know, I've got some gay friends that talk completely normal. <laughs> Clay and they uh, quit probably, being racist, Clay. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't appreciate that. But, uh, but I'm laughing. You know, if you look back, that made me think of when you did that about uh, Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah, you know, pull over, pull over, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. And I keep wondering when Eddie's going to get canceled for that, like retroactively canceled. I, you know, what is it? What is it? Gonna if he was white, he would have already been canceled. You think so? Yeah, but on the on the on the scales of oppression, black still balances out just enough that the LGBTQ can't quite cancel him. They tried to they tried to do it with Kevin Hart for a modern day version. Yeah, and, and I mean Ke- Kevin kind of won, but he said he'll never host another award show. That's true. That's I mean, and Eddie Murphy also has kind of morphed into. I mean, that was forty years ago. Eddie, you know, Eddie Murphy Raw. Now he's like Disney Eddie Murphy. And they got you know, him. He's like, saw, he's not the same Eddie Murphy. I saw he's still in bed with Disney, but he is, in fact, there's another 48 hours coming out. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills, I'm sorry, Beverly Hills Cop. Because Fred sent us that in a group text from the trailer for that. I'm going to give him, I ain't been to the movie since before COVID. Not mm-hmm. because I'm worried about getting COVID, just nothing's come out that I wanted to see. I did want to see Top Gun, but I just missed it in the theaters. Mm. And I got a 75-inch TV in my living room. Yeah, I can move my couch close enough to it, and it feels like I'm in a movie theater. But uh, Top Gun 2 is the only thing that's come out that I really would have seen in the theaters. I do want to go see Iron Claw. Okay. But anyway, I, I don't want to get down, get down a rabbit hole there. Eddie Murphy. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I'm going to go see this Beverly Hills I Cop. think it's on Netflix Direct. Oh, that's right. It is. Never mind. I don't even have to leave the house. But I, it'll cost me as much to reactivate my Netflix me account. Me too. I know. Because I, <laughs> I was locked in at a rate. And when I let it expire, I lost my locked in like fourteen ninety nine a month for HD. Now I think it's twenty one ninety nine. Yeah, and it's like, you know, yeah, something crazy like that. But I was thinking, you know, so when Fred sent us that uh, thing about the new Beverly Hills Cop 4, I guess it is, I was thinking, like, I don't, you know, in the 80s that worked. But how does the modern-day LAPD work with that movie when they don't arrest anybody anymore? So, like, there's all these scenes about, like, you know, if you watch, if anybody watches the trailer of the new Beverly Hills Cop, like, things are blowing up, all this shooting. I'm like, now now you really have to suspend disbelief with the police in Los Angeles oh, that yeah. that would happen. And this, because, I mean, I mean, the minute, like, you know, a gun went off, the guy would probably be, like, arrested. The cop would be, like, put in jail. They show up with their, with their, with that new trans flag yeah, I on mean, their cop car. And there was no way that any of that stuff that happened in the 80s, you know, would, would, would fit today in, in LA. I circling back to the Sherry murders yeah. and the Dixie Mafia stuff, uh, unknown texture on the Guns and Gear text line says there's a great podcast called Gone South about all the Dixie Mafia. Okay, great. Thanks. I'm there's another one, too. I mean, y'all should all you should only do ever is listen to WYAB. You should never flip to a podcast. We are the only, we're the only podcast you need here at this station. There's another great one. I'm pulling up my podcast library now. It's about a deal in Georgia. I think it's called in the in the red clay or in the red sand. Yeah, and it's about the most notorious Dixie Mafia hitman ever. 
Um, it is really, really good, and it's it's on something you can binge on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm almost to it. Where did it go? Here it is. Yeah, in the red clay. Okay, I highly recommend it. Um, the, the son of the of the the mass murderer. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're a mass murderer. We some people call it hitman. It's, it's funny how. The, the the definitions of words change that or or topics change based on who was in the the context of the way the crimes were committed. Mm-hmm. In 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 the mob world, we call it like a mob hitman, but he could kill 50, 60, 100 people, right? Yeah. That's a mass murderer when the victims are not also mob related. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, right. A serial killer. Yeah, a serial killer or something like that. Yeah, I guess a mass murder would be kind of like the mass shooting Maybe the type situation. Is, the but, mob hitman is, well, I mean, there's something wrong with them, but they're doing it for money, and the other people are just kind of doing it because they're lunatics. Yeah, I guess I, so. I guess maybe that's the difference. Yeah, well, anyway, In the Red Clay, highly recommend it. Thank me later. It's on a, I, I, I'm sure it's everywhere, but I, I, I listen to it on Apple Podcast. Um, real quick, somebody asked where the FBI files documentary is available at. That's a, I don't know. I haven't seen it in years. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I know that they have not stumbled seen across it. it somewhere. You guys have seen it. I've not seen it. I just saw it referenced in the book that there was one. So yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that it is available on not YouTube. They, of course, everything's there. It's probably on Paramount Plus or or one of those Discovery Plus. Sean's going to look for that. We're going to take a break. It's real on quick. YouTube for free. It's on YouTube for free. Yeah, you can. How do you called, search it? It's the Dixie Mafia, the FBI Files. All right, there you go, right there. I think y'all should check that out. Uh, man, look, I could do a whole show about Dixie Mafia stuff. That is one of my favorite uh, eras. I kind of grew up in that. Um, knew a bunch of bookies growing up and just um, really, really cool. Not cool stuff, but it's cool stories, cool history, you know, now that we've gotten a little further away from it. But, you know, you don't hear a lot of Dixie Mafia stories shown because a lot of those guys are still alive. And it wasn't quite as organized yeah. as La Cosa Nostra. Mm-hmm. What do they call it down here? It was like a... La Cousin Nostra. It was something funny they had for it down here. But yeah, I was like, you tell you tell one of those guys down here that, and it'd be the last words that ever come out of your mouth too. All right, let's take a break real quick. Yeah. Come back. We can talk about this a little bit, but I want to shift gears and talk about some stuff going on in Pearl. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards Show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.